All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 226 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. goes up boys and girls how's how's it going how you guys how, how you guys holding up i'm doing all right it's fall like which is good makes me happy back in the day we used to say i used to have this thing i had this like official like season it was called bourbon season it started on uh, the last day it started on halloween night and went until new year's eve it was called bourbon season and um, I haven't done that in many years, but it feels like bourbon season out there. It's starting to get fally, getting you know, a little fallish, very fally. And uh, I like that. It puts me in a good mood. I love, I love when the when the the the, the back of summer is is finally broken into, and it's like driven into submission, you know. I don't really like the winter anymore. I mean, I used to, you know, I used to have this thing where I used to rank the seasons, and it would be like uh, fall number one, spring number two, uh, winter number three, summer number four. Because I, my, my thinking on that was I like the I like the cool better than the than the hot, and I like the I don't like the I don't like any either end of the uh, extreme spectrum. So I don't like the super hot and I don't like the super cold. So the, those transition seasons are the best and then the cooler you know i'm saying the cooler is better than the hot so i'm gonna have to put winter at the bottom now i mean that's not i don't like winter because it causes me anxiety you know i gotta drive all the way down the freaking down down past wilkesbury it's far from here and there's ice there's or there's threats of ice the threat of it, like if they're predicting that it might happen, you know, that's enough to ruin my day. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get stuck down here. I'm not going to be able to drive back. I mean, I've gotten stuck in some terrible situations on that Interstate 81. I mean, and and I don't, you know, so I try to avoid that. I told my boss a couple years ago, maybe last year, I said, I'm done. I'm not. I said, I'm going to take my laptop home. And if it snows or if there's a threat, a credible threat for snow or ice, I'm going to be working from home that day. She goes, I don't blame you. <laughs> she was on board. So, I don't know. Winter sucks and it's cold and you got to go out there and freaking, you got to shovel that stuff. That stuff's a widow maker. Like shoveling, man, I'll, I'll, for some reason, that whole process, you know, you know, takes down fat asses. Old fat bastards like me—that's what you know. It takes out people like me more than uh, more than more than people realize. <sighs> you know that uh, the shoveling, the sh- the snow shoveling—that's bullshit, man. Can't wait. I don't know how many years we have left before we can retire, if that ever happens. But I can't wait to be. I'm gonna. We're gonna move south. Not not all the way down, but far enough down 
where we don't have to worry about snow, you know, and also into some kind of situation where we don't have to do lawn work or any of that, any of that shit. I've had quite enough of all that, if you know what I'm saying. (sighs) Tired, my friends. Speaking of that, on Monday, uh, I took Monday and Tuesday off of next week. And the older boy and I are going to go to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Have you heard of this place? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently, and they were like, I, they were like talking about vacations they had planned. And I said, well, we were going to go to Myrtle Beach. I guess that shit's not going to happen, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, it, apparently, that shit is not going to happen. She, she was like, are you going to do anything? I said, well, I'm going to go see the Rolling Stones, you know, in Pittsburgh. She goes, oh, I've never been that far west. I'm like, what the? So anyway, um, it's Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, um, what are we talking about? Oh, so on Monday, we're going to go over to uh, Pittsburgh, me and the older boy, and go see the Rolling Stones at a stadium, a football stadium. All right, so here's my thoughts on this. All right, so when I lived in Atlanta, which was in the in the late 90s, it was like, okay, well, in the 90s. So 90 to 96 is when I, it wasn't the late 90s. It was 19, I think it, we moved there in late 89 through sometime in 1996. That's when we lived in Atlanta, right? And... Um, I had chances to go see the Rolling Stones multiple times, and I always passed because I felt like even back then, they were way past their prime. This wasn't really, I felt like it wasn't really the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and that was 25 years ago. And now we're going to go see them. They're like, I saw a video of them on one of their shows just a couple days ago. It was difficult to watch. We were talking about Charlie Watts, the drummer, who just died. And it was, uh, it was not, you know... And, I mean, I, nothing against them. I mean, they're just uh, very old. They're like 80. They're pushing 80, you know. I don't know. But we're going to go. And I, my thoughts on this whole thing is um, I'm at an age right now where I'm like, oh, God. I just think about the hassle of it, you know. And I've been at this age for a while, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh. I mean, I pass on things. I do I do stuff. I'm not I'm – not, I mean, I will go, I mean, like, I, I go to Philly and see bands sometimes. Not a whole lot, but, um, you know, I you know I do stuff, but um, I'm not 100%. But I tell you what, when I when I think about it, it's like, all right, so I'm going to have to drive all the way over there. I'm going to have to get a hotel, which is money. You know, that's money. I'm going to have to, uh, I don't know my way around Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't know anything about that shit, you know. Um I mean, I've been there a couple times, but I don't know. I don't know my way around. I'm no expert on it. I don't know. There's going to be traffic. I don't know the parking situation. It just all sounds like a big giant hassle to me, and I'd be willing to just not do it to avoid the hassle. <laughs> That's the difference between me now and when I was in my 20s or early 30s or whatever. I'd rather just. I would rather not do something. Even if it's something I really want to do, in some cases, you know, depending on the on the caliber of, you know, and the, to just avoid all that hassle. I mean, who needs all that hassle? I got all kinds of hassle built naturally, organically into my life. I don't need to 
willingly take on more, right? But anyway, the older boy wanted to go really bad, and he he campaigned for it. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, even when he was saying it, I was like, oh, God, just think of the logistics of that. It'd be worse. It'd be all right. It'd be better, I would say, if it was in Philadelphia and we could just come back after the show. This is going to add another layer of chaos. I mean, I don't know. So anyway, we're going to do it. <laughs> I've never been to a concert in a stadium like that. That's This will be my first First time. I've never seen the Rolling Stones. I mean, that'll be good, right? It looks like they're playing like 20 songs a night. So they're not going out there and like, uh, you know, half-assing it. They're playing like 20 or so songs a show. So that'll be cool, right? It'll be the Rolling Stones. It'll be like, yeah, I saw them. I mean, how old were they? Oh, 106? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Charlie Watts dead. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful. But anyway, we're going to do that on Monday. Come back on Tuesday. So I, I took two days off. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it'll probably be, while I'm while we're at the show, it'll probably be fun. The rest of it has the, has the um, you know, it, it could be a giant hassle. And it'll be one of those things where, God, why are you so, why are you complaining all the time? It's like, are you serious? Like, uh, sometimes I get my, my kids are like, why are you bitching about everything? It's like, are, are, look around. Take, I mean, it's different. I mean, I'm in my 50s there in their 20s, and it's a whole different perspective on everything. So take a look around. Look at what's happening around us. How could you not bitch? I mean, this stuff is like, this is, I mean, this is bitch trigger 101. You know, anyway. <laughs> and then the following week. All right, so I'm off Monday, Tuesday of next week. We're going to that show, and um, then I work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the following week, I'm off the entire week, because that was the week we were going to go to Myrtle Beach. That shit's not happening. You know what we're going to do instead? I, I'm being told. I mean, I just do what I'm told. I don't know. I don't really have any say in it. <sighs> Tony informs me that we're going to clean up the house. We're going to be, like, working on the house and stuff. I was like, that's no good. That's not. That's not a vacation. So much of bullshit. Last time I went, last time I had time off, I went down to West Virginia. That was fine. I like I like visiting my parents. I genuinely do. I mean, I'm not kidding. They're fun. I might, especially my dad. He's hilarious. And we, have, you know, it's good, but it's not relaxing. I mean, there's no. It's not a. It's not downtime. You know. Um, and this is this doesn't sound like it's going to be downtime either. <sighs> so no Myrtle Beach. No sitting on, on our balcony on the 16th floor or whatever, or 12th or whatever, you know, with some uh, craft beers and, uh, you know, looking out at the ocean and um, watching fireworks over the over the water. No, no uh, you know, one cool-ass restaurant for lunch, another cool-ass restaurant for dinner. No uh, long walks on the beach, no... Uh, None of that. None, none of that stuff. None of that cool stuff. None of the fun stuff. It's going to be cleaning up the house. She goes, I want you to uh, put those DVDs back up on the wall. I mean, not DVDs. Why do I always call them DVDs? They're CDs. I have all these compact discs. I have a wall of sound. You know, the Surf Report uh, sound library. I have one entire wall of my house covered in these um, uh, custom-made shelves that hold CDs. And as pe- as we pull them down and play them, they don't get put back up. 
and and it's partly my fault, partly the kids' fault, and they're they're just stacked everywhere. There's stacks of CDs everywhere. She wants them put back up. That's going to be an undertaking. I got clothes down here. She wants me to clean out that closet. This doesn't sound like a good vacation to me. I'm starting to get pissed. <laughs> I shouldn't even talk about it. But anyway, um, that's what that's what my future future holds. I'm not going to be at work much, but it's not going to be you know, it's not something. It's definitely not like a trip to Vegas, or a trip to the to the beach, or a trip to the to the England. <laughs> you know. Um, Another another thing that's uh, sad to me, baseball season is basically over. The Reds did not make it. They got eliminated. They made it to the final week of the season, which I guess if you wanted to look on the bright side, you could say, well, they made it all the way to the end. You know, they were still in the still in the conversation up to the last week of the of, of the season. They have, as I record this, they have three more games left with the with the Pirates. And that's it for them. They're pack it up. That's the end of the season. And um, now we go into this mode where there's like long gaps where there's. I mean, it's basically what it'll be is me listening to podcasts, you know, baseball podcasts like the Red Leg Nation podcast, which is really good. And there's the Hot Stove League, which is like a. It's more of a. You know, Red Leg Nation is like a fan-based thing, and then there's like the Hot Stove League, which is more of an official podcast where the Reds announcers, you know, talk to people involved in the front office and that kind of thing. And uh, I'll listen to both of those things every. I'll listen to that all through the winter. Try to stay up, and I'll read all the news. I'm just like be hungry for little scraps of news. You know, it comes along. And that'll be it. There'll be there'll be long gaps where nothing's going on, nothing's happening, and then every once in a while there'll be like a little flurry of activity, and it'll it'll feel like the only good thing about it is you know, at this point in my life everything happens so fast it feels like time moves at such an accelerated clip. You know, they call it the quickening. Is that what they call it? So this is you know I'm I'm, I'm definitely experiencing the quickening. <laughs> Where um, where months go by in a flash, so it'll be. I mean, it'll feel like a month. It'll feel like a month has passed, and spring training will be cranked up. I don't like this. I don't like the quickening. I mean, it, it helps me get through the winter with no baseball and ice on the road and all that. But it, it's like I don't. I don't like that the years go by so fast. You know, I don't have a. I don't. I don't know how many I have left, <laughs> and I don't need them to go fast. You know, I don't need to ship be on one point five speed. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's what I'll do. I'll I'll just be clinging to any any kind of news. I'll read everything I can get my hands on, and um and there'll be big gaps of time where I'll nothing, literally nothing is happening. <sighs> so anyway, there you go. Baseball's over. It sucks. It really does. But um. You know, like I say, spring training right around the corner. 180, 182 days is opening day. I looked it up this morning. 182 days from today is opening day. And we'll get it all fired up again. That's half a year. I mean, it's almost exactly half a year, right? God. Anyway. Um, so there you go. How, how's that for um, starting out on a, on a positive note? We're actually halfway through this thing. The only thing I have left are two phone calls that came in on the on the Surf Report hotline, and the first one is from um, Rod. He said Rod in Florida. 
and, and here it is. Mr. Jeff, hey, Ron from Florida. Hey, uh, listen, I just want to get your take on the uh, the psycho kids. I'm driving on my way home from work. Um, the psycho kids that got arrested up there in Dunmore, which I know is your neck of the woods, um, that were trying to plan this Columbine-type shooting thing on the anniversary of Columbine. Just want to get your take on it. All right, man, love the show. We'll always keep listening, man. Out. All right. Well, I don't know anything about that. You know, I don't. I had to go upstairs. I walked upstairs after I listened to your uh, message just right now. I went upstairs and I asked Tony about it. And she goes, "Yeah, it was. On, it was all over the news." I was like, "I don't watch anything. I don't watch any news. I'm completely detached. I don't. I don't watch any kind of cable news. I don't watch the national news. I don't watch local news. I don't know. I don't know why." I mean, I, I, I kind of half-ass keep track of what's going on just by reading headlines on the Internet. <laughs> but I rarely do I click through and read the details of it. I just, like, read the headlines. I'm like, well, there you go. More of that bullshit. All right, moving on. So I didn't know anything about it. She told me. She goes, yeah, there's these kids over in Dunmore. They're, like, stockpiling, like, bombs and shit, like Molotov cocktails. They had a storage building. And they were gonna they were gonna blow up the school on the 25th anniversary of the Columbine shooting, and I was like, "What the?" So what happened to them? She goes, "I don't know. I don't think they. I mean, they haven't. It just happened. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know if they're gonna have a trial or something." So like I was re- so I went. On, I came back down here and I did a search for it. I read an article from a local local TV channel WNEP, and I was reading about it, and it said this, like the two of them are like they're back in school. I mean, how's this possible? What the? Like are these people, like I mean, and they're planning to blow up, like literally blow up the school, and they have a list of people they wanted to kill, and they're Columbiners. What the hell's that? I was reading about this thing where these people like have like some kind of worship of these guys, these two Columbine kids. These guys are like folk heroes. They accomplished what the... Uh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> you know? And um, so I don't, I don't... The whole thing's terrifying to me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you're in high school and you're all, you know, everything's in upheaval, all your uh, hormones and emotions and shit, you're, um, you're just an immature little sack, you know? You're you're a, a zitty sack of immature, uh, full of rage. I remember that. I remember feeling that way. I remember being so full of rage. I punched some kid in junior high, like in, in gym class. I hit him so hard. I think his head went all the way around. I was just full. I was like full of ah. I could have like ripped the guy apart. <laughs> I was so full of rage. I understand. I feel that. I remember feeling that way. I never considered like killing the whole school. I think that's taking things a little bit too far. You know, I mean, I don't want to be controversial, Rod, <laughs> but I think that's taking things a little bit too far. You know, wanting to kill the entire school, blow the entire place up. And um, I think that's a little, I think they need to be taken out of there. And um, I don't know. I don't know what they do to them. But uh, I, when we were in California, there was this, there were these people, like if you're, if you're standing in front of our house, right, um, looking at the front front door of our house, to the right there was this family, 
And a lot of the kids in that neighborhood were um, around the same age. It was like a little cul-de-sac, like a little dead-end street, you know. And um, But the, these people to the right of us, uh, their kids were a little bit older. So they weren't really, we didn't really have much to do with them because they were older than our kids, so they didn't play together. But one of those guys were, one of those kids was accused, and it was all in the news and stuff, of, of something like this. They lived right next door to us. They were planning to, like, murder the senior class or I don't know what grade. I mean, it doesn't matter what grade, right? But anyway, they were over there. This guy worked full-time for Adam Sandler. He was an employee of Adam Sandler's. I don't know. But anyway... Uh, my my feeling is they need to. Uh, it feels like they were. There, I think they're back in school. How do they allow these guys back in school? What the hell? What is the hell? Are they back? Are they are they back in school? Anyway, I think they've. T- I'm not, all right. I'm not for it. All right, there you go. Thanks for the call, Rod. Um, that's disturbing. Um, I don't know anything about stuff though. I'm, I'm detached. I don't know why. I just, everything annoys me. If I watch the news, it just annoys me. You know, I watch it and there's, there's so much, oh, I mean, everything irritates me because I I don't want to get into it, but I, I have completely detached myself pretty much from all that. Like that thing where those, where that woman disappeared and that man and that woman, disappeared apparently like everybody's talking about it I don't know anything about it I mean I do know a little bit about it now but when everybody was talking about it at the beginning I was like I don't know what you're talking about that I don't know that guy's on the run and they got dog the bounty hunter out looking for him and all this stuff I don't know anything about anything I'm detached it makes me happy I'd rather watch Columbo or Perry Mason than to to go uh, tits deep into all that, you know, because it, it, it's annoying to me, and I, I don't want to get it. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Rod. You got me all worked up. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, hope that answers your question. I don't really have much insight into it. I don't know a whole lot about it. This next call is from uh, our, old fam- our old friend Patrick. Here it is. Hey, Jeff, this is Patrick checking in again. Hey, uh, I've got a musical question for you. Tonight, I'm going on a date, and uh, we're going to see the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Now, they're not necessarily in my genre of music, and I certainly don't know a single song that they've done. Um, I'm happy to go out on a date with this girl, but, you know, eh kind of take or leave the band. I've certainly heard of them, but I can't tell you what they've done. So my question to you, or what's your take on this, is would you go see a band that you've heard of, but you don't know any of their material, just to kind of say that you've seen them, or maybe might be pleasantly surprised, or do you have to know some of their material before you would pony up to go see them, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I've, I've by the flip side of that, I've gone to see bands that I might know a few of their songs, and then they don't play any of the songs that I know, and so you're just kind of sitting there going, well, "Fuck, I don't, I don't know any of this." It's uh, so like, what's your take on that? Would you go see a famous band that you never knew any of their material, or do you have to know 
what uh, have you have you have to be like a fan to kind of go see him. Anyway, I might be pleasantly surprised tonight. Eh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, keep up the good work, Jeff. I'll uh, I'll check in later. See ya. Yeah, I don't know much about the the nitty gritty dirt band either. I think we're on the same page there. I mean, I know of them. I know they're. I know my feeling. I'm just a general feeling is they were a country rock band, leaning more towards the countryside than the rock. That's my feeling. I can't think of any hit songs that they had. Uh, I didn't do any research on this. I'm just going by my whatever I know. It feels like they might have covered, they might have had like some kind of semi-hit with that Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> you know that song? Uh, it feels like they might have had something to do with that. Other than that, I don't know anything. I mean, I don't, I don't know any other songs. And uh, they've been around forever. Uh, I'm familiar. I used to see their records in record stores all the time. But uh, I feel like they lean definitely toward the countryside of the country rock prism spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, would I go see them? Especially if it, if there was like some kind of a on some kind of a date situation. Absolutely. I've done that many times. I've gone to see bands. Sometimes because there's a girl involved, you know, I, I can think of a couple from back in the early days, back when I lived in West Virginia still, when I was dating um, this girl, Kelly, I went to, she dragged me to a couple things I would have never gone to in a million years, including the Commodores, you know, that was back when Lionel Richie was still in the band. They were up there. I don't remember much about it, but I, I was like, that's something I would have never done, you know, we, but we went. It was fun. You know, I had a good time. It was a blast. Those guys are like wearing like, you know, costumes, like matching costumes. It feels like they changed like three or four times during the show. It's like all choreographed, you know, you know, like they had like uh, bell bottom pants on and all this stuff, you know. And um, doing a lot of spins and, you know, that kind of stuff. That was good. I mean, it was fun. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Or I didn't really know what I, was gonna, what, what I was getting myself into. But I had a good time. I went to see the Statler Brothers with my parents. The Statler Brothers. That was fun. I think Steve was there <sighs> for some reason. And um, that was good. Also with uh, Kelly, I went to see uh, Rick Springfield. Something I probably wouldn't have done. And that was, that turned out to be a blast. You know who opened for them? Some bizarre band called Sparks. You familiar with these guys? They just released a uh, documentary about them. In fact, my son, the younger boy, went to see it at a theater. I can't remember what it was called, but it just came out a few months ago. Called There's a band called Sparks. It's these two eccentric brothers. They opened for Rick Springfield. What the? In Charleston, West Virginia. Weird. But anyway... That was good. I remember one thing. He was like up there, and then he, you know, this is he was like a heart throb, like a like a heart throb type, of teenage heart throb. All the girls thought he was like, oh yeah, the sexiest man alive, you know. So he's up there doing this Bruce Springsteen, you know, thing where he's like talking. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sometimes it gets hard up here on stage, and all the girls are like squealing. He goes, oh, let me rephrase that. Sometimes it gets difficult up here on stage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I said, that shit's scripted. I guarantee he's going to say the same thing in Louisville tomorrow, you know. 
Kelly's like, shh, stop, stop talking. I don't want to hear your bitching. I guess I was bitching even back then. So anyway, I've, I've gone to stuff. I've gone to stuff because girls dragged me to it, and I don't have any problem. Um, another one, here's one that uh, <laughs> just thinking about it causes me pain. When I was in Atlanta, my girlfriend at the time, another another girl named uh, uh, Sharon, she and I, she wanted to go see this band called uh, Alien Sex Fiend. <laughs> Are you familiar with this conglomerate? It's like some kind of like, I don't know, it's like a drum machine, but they they, they dress up like ghouls. You know, are you familiar with this? I think they're British, possibly. And uh, we went over to this place. We went, and I was like, this is like something I would never in a million years go see. Um, but we went over to this, uh, what was the place called? The Masquerade, to see this band. And um, it, it felt like it lasted four, five, six hours, <laughs> you know. And there were like great chunks of time when the band wasn't on stage. It would just be like a drum machine going and there'd just there'd be like all this smoke and stuff, like a fog machine going and the thing's just like just banging, just a drum beat for like like 10, 15 minutes at a time. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And there was this song on I mean I was like, what in the hell? This thing's been going on for hours. And they would come out and do some a few songs and I and I use the word songs loosely. There was this one song, the guy's just like screaming into the microphone, smells like shit. It smells like shit. <laughs> you know? I was like, what in the hell is going on? Why are we here? What is this? Is this people go to the people go see bands like this for pleasure? I don't know. What is the source? Where? You know, I mean, so I and I'm familiar. I've I've done things like that, and usually it turns out it's better than I think. That alien sex fiend is one outlier where I it was worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> but um, you know, the Commodores was fun. Uh, the uh, the the Rick Springfield was really fun, really good. And I and I went to see Holland Oats, you know, with Kelly. I don't know if I'd have gone to that or not, but um, anyway. I, you know, I ended up liking hauling oats over the long haul and oats. <laughs> All right. But anyway, I would absolutely go and I would not um, hesitate. It's sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. And even if you're not, it's an experience. And life is about experiences, right? And um, I don't know anything about the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, however. I just remember seeing their records in record stores. I think they lean more towards the, the, the countryside than the rock side. I, I prefer the rock side. <laughs> like, there's these country rock bands that I like, like, say, uh, the Bottle Rockets. Definitely lean more towards the rock. So, anyway, I hope that's... By the time you hear this, you, have, you will have already been to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it worked out for you. By, by the way, these old bands that are, like, touring all the time, I always wonder, like, who is in the band? Like, my brother, I was talking to my brother recently. He was telling me about the Guess Who. He said the Guess Who was going to be in this little town he lives in out near Pittsburgh. And um, he was like, I said, who was in that band? I mean, who, who, who in the hell could possibly be in that band at this point? I said, you know, Randy Bachman's not in there. And I don't even know if Burton Cummings is alive. 
I think he might be dead. I don't know. I could be wrong. So I looked it up. You know who's in the band? One original member, the drummer. <sighs> it's like, what the? The guy somehow ended up with the name. He, he owns the name, the Guess Who. So it's all just, ba- it's basically a tribute band, you know? That's all. It's not even, he's allowed because he owns the name to call it the, the Guess Who, but there's nothing. I would go see the original Guess Who. I like them, you know, eh, whatever. But, um, you know, I always wonder who's who's in these bands that are out touring from a long time ago, you know. And, um, you know, generally a lot of them are just basically like tribute bands like this Guess Who situation. Uh, by the way, one time when I was in West Virginia, I was working at that convenience store that last six months when I was in West Virginia and I was, and I was in torment. I was in a state of torment. Like, freaking out. But anyway, that's another story. Um, there was this guy there. His name was uh, Gene. You know? Big, tall guy. He told me... We were talking about The Who. I don't know. Somehow we, we there was a song by The Who or something came on the radio, and we were talking about that. And um, he goes, I saw The Who one time. I said, really? Where where'd you see them? He goes, Charleston. I said, The Who? In Charleston? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago, back when they were called the Guess Who. I said, wait just a second. (laughs) It's not the same band. Of course, I didn't say anything. Most people would. Most people would say, hang on a second. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. The Who is a British band, you know, with Pete Townsend and all that. And um, the Guess Who is Canadian. It's not the same band. has nothing to do with each other. I mean, now you're saying that you saw The Who back when they were called the Guess Who. I'm like, oh, there you go. I don't I don't really, you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody. <laughs> I've always been that way, kind of, sort of. Anyway, all right, how did you like that? We're at the end of this one. <sighs> I kind of winged it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you, had, hope you had a few laughs during that thing. If you want two of these a week instead of a measly one, and who wouldn't? I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't. You can do it. You can do it now, right this minute. You can head over to patreon.com. It's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll get an extra episode every week. That's my way of saying thank you. It helps me out, $4. You know, if you get 10 people, you get 100 people doing $4. You know, it adds up, you know. So it's very little coming out of your, put it on a credit card, you don't notice it because it's $4, and you get an extra episode, full-length episode every week. So if you want to do that, head on over to patreon.com slash jeffk. And if you want to sign up, or no, if you want to call in and be a part of the show, like Rod Rod and pa- Patrick, what? Rod and Patreon, no, Rod and Patrick, um, you can call the number, 570-290-8151. Call the number. Put it in your phone. You know, if something pops into your head, like, I'm going to call Jeff about this, you know. And um, usually it has to do with some kind of, like, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to call the number, 570-290-8151, give me a call. And if you want to send me an email, fire that bastard off to surfreportpod at gmail.com. And our newish podcast website surfreportpod.com expanded show notes photographs extra stuff you can leave comments in there 
although nobody is. But you can if you want to. And um, I think that's enough. We're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for downloading this thing. Thank you for streaming it. Whatever you're doing. I appreciate every single listen. And until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, I hope you guys have have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Trigger 101.